You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Bobby Lind. And I'm Kimberly Whitecamp. In each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. In this episode, we're going to be covering the magic sauce for opening more emails by tweaking your subject lines just a little bit. But before we dive into that, Bobby and I really like to chat about all kinds of topics from history to pop culture to really why does it rain every single day? But inevitably, everything comes back to marketing. Bobby, I came across some really disturbing recipes the other day, and I just have to ask. (laughs) So you're in the South, right? You're in Texas? Yes, I'm in Texas. All right, so I've got to ask. Do you put salt on your watermelon? Oh, my God, yes. If you've Ah. never tried it. Okay, so here's the deal. Salt is one of those beautiful ingredients that almost always increases flavor when you add it, unless you put too much on, right? I mean, too much of a good thing is never a good thing, right? There's a reason they have that phrase. But salt actually brings out the flavor. So if you've not attempted to put salt on really almost anything. I mean, I'm not joking when I say almost anything. A fruit of any kind, I'll put salt on it because, and you just put like just a light little bit, it will, it actually increases and enhances the flavor. And I challenge you, if you've not tried it, to at least try it on your next piece of watermelon. Well, thankfully my next piece of watermelon is going to be in like eight months. uh, Because... (laughs) In my household, we don't use salt. We have a single thing of Morton salt that uh, honestly has gone through like three moves now. Oh um, God, it's I... 10 or 15 years old because genetically, you know, high blood pressure and all that stuff. So we don't really add salt to anything. We have low sodium, basically anything that's got a ridiculously high sodium content. We find the low sodium equivalent. We don't add salt to anything. When we have guests over, people are like, can I have some salt? I have to go hunting in the cabinet to find some. So the idea for me of adding salt to basically anything, um, and that's kind of why. I wish everybody could see my face right now. I am in, uh, this is, this is You're such like a, in shock. It's I am so in funny. shock that, that, that uh, I could do an entire podcast on the beauties of salt and the intricacies of salt because it's amazing. And I could do an entire one on how if you grow up eating a certain way, it's really hard to change your palate. And so when oh, I wait, grew up with true. with very little salt, half the restaurants that people were like, oh, my God, let's go here. My first thought is, but it's so salty because I am not used to having such a high salt content. And to me, it kind of ruins the flavor because there's too much salt in it. Okay, But again, remember uh, you know, because we, we've got a number of people that I'm sure are listening to this that are like, why would you put salt on everything? Too much right? of a good thing. Too much of a good thing really is a problem. And actually, funny, funny story about salt, even though we talked about watermelon originally. Funny, you know, I made uh, deviled eggs for my for my family one time and I misread the amount of salt to put on it. So instead of a teaspoon of salt for the whole thing. I had a tablespoon of salt and oh my gosh, could you, I mean, like I ate them because I made them, but nobody else would touch them. It was <laughs> so bad how much salt was in there. So too much of a good, of a, of a good thing really can turn into a bad thing. And I really do. I do think that salt brings out the flavor, but you do have to use it in moderation and 
the amount of sodium that some of these places put into food is just ridiculous, period. I have the opposite. I um, I was making a dessert once for a huge dinner. We had a ton of friends come over. I also misread. It called for two teaspoons. I put two tablespoons of sugar in a chocolate mousse. <laughs> and like everyone else was cringing. They're like, it's like eating sand. <laughs> the, the mousse was crunchy. There was so much salt, sugar in it. And I was like, this tastes amazing. What are you talking about? Because it's too super much of a chocolate. good thing. Yes. <laughs> too much and of a good thing. You're right. And you know what? Too much of a good thing. advertising. It's so true because false advertising and too much of a good thing both relate to our topic today, which is email subject lines, right? One of my biggest pet peeves in marketing is when you have a subject line that promises something amazing and you open that email and nowhere in it does it mention the content of your subject line. It doesn't even say, oh, you want to learn more? I, t- I mentioned XYZ, click on this link to learn more. It doesn't even do that, right? It's just strictly for you to open the email. And that's a great way for you to alienate your list and lose people left, right, and center. Yeah, or, or um, I mean, the idea that you can condition your list for anything is sometimes I believe it, sometimes I don't. But if you don't deliver on the promise of your subject line, you really do run the risk of your list going, well, why am I going to read this? Because they're just not going to deliver, right? I mean, it's one thing to capture the curiosity of people and to continue the curiosity into, you know, from the email into the next stage or whatever it is that you're trying to do. But you have to be able to deliver on the promise at least a little bit to continue that appetite going forward. Um, and in terms of um, in terms of email subject lines, I mean, really, the, the magic sauce that we promise, the magic secret, if you will, you know, there's there's a huge rising trend among all kinds of marketers to be like, here's the template that gained us five thousand percent increase on sales, or or here's the template to you know X Y Z our list in whatever way you want to do. But here's the thing about templates, they worked for that company, yes. And they can be adapted to your industry, potentially, but they're not meant to be used word for word. And the thing is, is the the big secret, if you will, about creating great subject lines is you have to speak like your audience speaks. Your subject line, it needs to relate directly to your audience, first off. And secondly, it needs to apply and it needs to sound like the way your audience speaks. You know, if you have a very informal style, for example, and then suddenly your subject lines are, please open to entertain your information or whatever it is. Uh, you know, suddenly people were like, what? Why? I don't, I don't want to read that. That doesn't sound fun. Um, well, and you the know, other, surprise inside. Well, the other, the other problem that a lot of companies do is... It automatically, you know, they'll do a subject line that automatically makes me go, oh, this is a marketing email. Today, only 20% off. Um, just because of the time that we're recording this, that, you know, what's going to hit everybody's inbox or probably has been for the last, you know, week and a half? Black Friday sale, right? Oh. <laughs> so here's, here's, here's the problem with that. Number one, um, in the 
you, you run into, you run the risk of, and this was also works with templates. You run the risk of what's called me too marketing, not hashtag me too, totally different subject. This is me too, as in, Oh, I also do that. How in the world can you stand out from the crowd when you fall into the bucket of, I also do that. Oh, me too. We also have a sale, right? And the first one that comes into your inbox, you're most likely to open. You're going to go, oh, that's a reminder. Black Friday's coming up, which, by the way, is the worst day of the year for me. I hate it. I'm not a big fan of it. I never leave my house. I have done the Black Friday being out at 2 a.m. camping. No, not ever going to happen. Done it once. Don't need to do it again. Sorry. Sidebar. Total. Um, you know, but the first one that comes out, you're like, oh my God, yay, it's the holidays. Woo, this is great. The second one that comes, you're like, oh, let's see what they have. Then the third one comes and the fourth one comes. And by the time you get to the fifth or sixth one, first of all, you're going to know how many lists you're on come here in the next couple of days when everybody sends you those Black Friday emails. Uh, but you yeah. start to get to the point where you're just like, I don't care anymore. So you don't open them because it's just exactly the same as everybody else's. And that's where you can stand apart by doing a better subject line. Absolutely. And it's not just about, um, you know, it, this doesn't just apply for special sales times, right? You know, 4th of July, oh, for sure. Friday, Memorial Day. Basically, um, you'll see, and I see this a lot with affiliate marketing, actually, uh, where, you know, I'm on five lists and every single one of them is selling the same product. And I'm like, by the time I get that third email on the same day, that basically says the exact same thing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm done. I don't want to, I don't want to open any of their emails for weeks afterwards because it's just the same thing, the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And what really people, you know, what you want to do is when you speak to your audience, you know, not to say that, oh, you can't send an email around the time of Black absolutely. Friday, yeah, for absolutely. example. But you need the subject line cannot say open for Black Friday deals because guess what? I'm not opening that. Um, you know, you want to still be talking directly one on one to your audience. OK, even if you're sending out a thousand messages, your audience, you want to catch them where they're thinking. Right. You're going to yeah. you're going to send a subject line that's something along the lines of uh, new program about to open okay great if you're having a Black Friday sale for that that's wonderful but Black Friday is not on that subject line and if you've been talking yep. to your audience for two weeks about this new program that you're about to launch and suddenly you're letting them know hey launch window is about to open then maybe you know they're interested they know about this it's talking to what the conversation you're already having. They're going to open that message. Oh, absolutely. Well, and the other thing is make it make it personal, right? When I get emails, and we all do, you can tell the ones that are just like some guy standing in a bar with a megaphone yelling at everybody that says, hey, come and buy my stuff today, right? You know, twenty Buy my discount. stuff now. Buy right. I mean, my can you, stuff right, now. What a great visual. You know, the guy's in there and he's got the megaphone and it's going, hey, here's the best way for you. Right. This doesn't capture people's attention. Right. And it that's does. what a lot of people use the subject line for is this gigantic announcement. And they're talking to the whole world. Right. Um, we were just recently at a conference uh, together and had a, a, listened to an amazing talk by Dean Jackson. 
who oh, was um, who was talking about he I mean he, his is his is all about emails and one of the things that he said that really really resonated with me and I've used this um I've used this in my own stuff and actually in a lot of my customer stuff even since then is you know there's very few people on your list that have a hundred percent open rate right and they do have a hundred percent open rate right your mom your kids, if you have them, my spouse has got about an 80% open rate, you know, my, my hubby, (laughs) sometimes I just don't care. Right. But the people that are close to you in your life that are important to you have a hundred percent open rate. And you know what? There are some people that I'm subscribed to their list that have a hundred percent open rate with me because I feel like they're talking to me and they're saying things that are relevant to me. My mom sent an email that said, um, oh, my God, it's going to freeze. This was the subject line. Right. (laughs) And so I'm like, "Okay, mom, what are we dealing with? So I open it up. And sure enough, you know, Texas is starting to get cold. Um, Normally, I would say that it dropped below 45, but it is actually getting down into the 20s and the teens um, here lately, which everybody is freaking out about here in Texas. And so my mom sent me this email because, oh my God, it's going to freeze. And she didn't know what to do with the water. But I opened this email because A, it was different, but it was still relevant to what was going on. It was my mom. And so I was going to open that email anyways. And that's how, when you sit down and you go to write an email, write to one person. The email may go out to everybody on your list, which may be thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions if you're that lucky to have that type of list, but write it to a single person and write it like you're sitting down in front of them and talking to them, right? And that's where your subject lines really become powerful. You know, I'm not going to tell my mom, hey, it's Black Friday. Let's go out. I'm going to go, hey, mom, did you see this really amazing, um, did you see this amazing deal? You know, I know that you're looking for this for Christmas or it's that time of year Let's come, you know, this is the type of subject line or even the type of conversation I'm going to have with my mom or my friends, you know, Hey, I heard you were looking for a shirt. You know, now's the time to buy because things are really starting to set off in the holiday season and they go, Oh my God, I absolutely was looking for a shirt. Let me go find this. So you can use it to your advantage, even though it's that time of year and everybody else sends these out, you just do it just differently, but you talk to your audience instead of at them. Exactly. And that's really the big key is speaking your audience's language. And, you know, you you can, if, for example, you, you can't really afford to work with a copywriter, for example, and you need to write all of these yourself, you can use a template to start. But then whatever that subject line is, rephrase it in terms that your audience is wanting to talk to. So, for example, my list, uh, it's all about travel right? I I work with travel companies. I work with travel software companies. So a lot of my subject lines relate to that type of thing. You know, some of my latest subject lines have been ever taken this kind of trip and like picking the right tour company or the dream vacation flop. Now, all of my emails are about marketing. They relate marketing to something else. Okay. But those types of subject lines, they are related Uh, to my audience. They are absolutely what they're talking about. They immediately can get something in their mind about, oh yeah, I've been on one of those dream vacation flops before. It sucked. I wonder what this is about. And I've kind of 
you know, when you, you build up your list by giving them great value, by making it as if you're talking to them, and by using the language that they use, then suddenly you're going to see your open rates skyrocket. You know, you're going to see so many people get more engaged with what you send out because you're speaking their language. I actually, that's one of my subject lines as well is, uh, do you speak the language? Uh, because, you know, if you travel and you go someplace where you don't speak the language, it's going to cause all kinds of issues. Uh, and it relates back to, you know, do you speak your audience's language? Are you using the words that they use? If you're talking to IT people, you can use MySQL. They know what that means. If you're not talking to IT people, you need to say, um, is all of your information in a database? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you know, the, the other thing is, I mean, what used to work and what would work to get open rates before doesn't necessarily work the same now, right? I would love to just put it out there that if I see my name in a subject line, I don't open the email because guess what? My friends and family don't go, hey, Bobby, what's up with this, right? Or, you know, hey, Bobby, here's the latest thing that you need, right? They don't do that. That's not how they talk to me. They just assume that I look and see that that's an assumption. They look and see that, oh, I know who it's from. They just send me the subject line. Unless you're my son's third grade teacher who puts the entire message in the subject line, which by the way, please don't do that. Oh. The whole message is the subject line. <laughs> that like just no, don't do that. But um, you know, <laughs> things that used to work, I mean, it was really nice when I got the first email that said, Hey Bobby. You know, we noticed that you were looking for this, right? Or whatever it was that caught my attention. Now everybody's doing it. This is the, you know, oh, I'm the same in marketing. So I'm going to try that too. Woo. Right. And that just now I just, I don't even, I will open those if, and when I feel like it, because they don't feel personal anymore, even though they're using my name. Exactly. And that's the other part is that so many um, companies now, it's all about personalization, right? You want to offer personalized marketing experiences. And I completely understand and support that. And a lot of the content I put out is about how to create that personalized experience. But it's more than just putting a name in. The big part of creating that personal experience is, as you said, writing to that one person, creating an email subject line that speaks directly to one person that you want to reach. Because guess what? A lot of other people are thinking that way. And even if it's not that exact person, even if it's someone that's a step or two to the right or left of what that person that you're to, that you're writing to is like, yeah. it's still going to feel relevant. It's still going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, she knows what she's talking about. I want to read that message. Just in general, email subject lines, they have to speak your audience's language. Too yeah. much of a good yeah. thing. Uh, is, is too much, right? Yes. So, you know, again, you don't want to make them too long. You don't want to make them too, you know, again, it, it used to be personalization was great when you added the name. Now it's kind of on the downside. Maybe in a couple of years, you can start doing that again. Exactly. You know, and, and, and everything, everything kind of has an ebb and flow, right? What used to work before didn't for a while. And now you can try it again and you'd be surprised it probably works. It's like what bell bottom jeans that I think are coming back which is just weird. I think those need to go away again. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think colored jeans need to go away again. I saw some bright orange ones the other day and I was like, oh, what's, what's up with that? That's just the weirdness. But anyway, so let's, let's kind of, let's, let, let's, let's wrap up and summarize, right? So talking about email subject lines and using those to help increase open rates, it's making it sound like you're talking to the person, not at them. 
right? Um, if you fall into the, oh, I also do that, you're behind the eight ball, you're not innovating, and you just get stuck into somebody's like, oh, another one, right? And that's, you don't want to be there either. Um, and making sure that the headline is intriguing enough, yet you deliver in the content. Don't make me continue to wonder why I just opened your email because you didn't answer, you didn't scratch that itch that you created of curiosity. So, I mean, those are kind of the uh, big three things that, that I think we, we took, we talked about on, on this episode. What are, what do you think, Kimberly? Uh, also the big one, you know, when you say writing to one particular person, that also kind of in includes, uh, speaking your audience's language, you know, use yeah. the words they use, use the phrasing they use. If you're corporate, sound corporate. If you're not corporate, don't sound corporate. If, you know, you are kind of informal or conversational when you, when you talk to people, then do the same thing because you want to reflect your company, your values, your unique selling proposition, all of that, every single piece you put out needs to reflect that. And part of that is speaking the language your audience speaks. Yep, absolutely. Well, I think that wraps up what we've got going on today about email subject lines. If you have any topics that you'd like us to discuss or want to be a, a guest on our show, fill out our contact form and we'll be happy to get back to you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp. I'm Bobby Lynn. And for more information on our podcast and episodes, check us out at chattingwithcopywriters.com. And if you liked this episode and want to get more episodes delivered directly to you, don't forget to hit the subscribe button.